0: They said it will be fun. They said who the heck are they anyway as moms we sacrifice a lot for our families our time our health our wallets our identity friendships personal care and of course our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village right well your village is here. I'm your host Sabrina Greer and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in. I am super excited about today's episode because I have the Carrie Keating here with me today. Hi. How and if you don't know who Carrie is you're crazy (laughs) and you will very soon because she is just so awesome I actually found Carrie on Instagram and I think what connected us is the fact that we're both boy moms times three and Mm -hmm. her little guys are just the cutest and they have long blonde hair just like my little man so I think that was the original connection wasn't it (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is awesome. I love it. I love social media for that purpose. It just connects people and it can be a beautiful thing. So, Carrie, Carrie Keating is a transformational business coach, a lifestyle entrepreneur, and host of the Work Hard, Mom Hard podcast. She's a mother of three boys, as I said, but they're all under the age of six. Her zone of genius is all about helping you create a clear strategy to grow your impact, maximize your income, and find true fulfillment in the work that you do. She's laser focused and getting you out of your head and into action so you can make the impact you crave and the income you deserve. I love that. It's <laughs> so awesome. So it's perfect timing to get you on the show, Carrie, because it's exactly what I want to talk about, which is, I mean, why you're here. It's your expertise.
1: So welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and have this conversation. I feel like this has been, even though we've only known each other for a hot minute, I feel like this has been a long time coming. It really
0: has. It's so funny. And, you know, I'm I'm all about not coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence at all. I think connection comes from somewhere much grander. And it's so funny because with the process of the You've Got This Mama Books and YGT Mama Inc. and all of the things that we're doing over here, it's like all of these amazing moms have come into my world just the same way. They just show up when I'm ready for them to show up. And I I think it's such a beautiful thing. (laughs) Connection, that's what we're all about. So I wanted to dive in first and just talk about being a boy mom because obviously we both are. And there's just so much craziness when it comes to boys. Um, you know, I have a lot of my authors and a lot of the moms that I've been talking to and interviewing are girl moms, or, you know, they have a couple of boys and a couple of girls, but there's something so special about being a boy mom because they're so cute and funny, but they're also just so busy.
1: (laughs) Do you find that too? (laughs) Yes. So yeah, my boys are six. Well, My oldest just turned six and then I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old. And I always joke because they have they just have so much physical energy. Yes. And you know, it, it, when you become a new mom, the physical energy is like the hardest part because you're all of a sudden managing like so many new things, the emotions and the hormones and then also like a new schedule and lack of sleep and all that stuff. So, so to have this lack of physical physical energy and then to have these humans who are have so much physical energy. It's, um, it's kind of like a whiplash in the beginning. Um, But once I started getting my groove, especially with my oldest, who actually was thankfully, and I know a lot of you are going to hate me, um, was a really amazing sleeper and like just such a good baby. That's why we just kept having more babies. Um, Like, really helped me kind of get in the groove. Um, I've always been a tomboy. I have two older brothers. I've always ran in really masculine energy. So I was not surprised that I had a boy first and then I just kept having them. (laughs) So I feel really equipped to be a boy mom, but I definitely, there's some days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, Yeah. <laughs> like, and I look at each other like, what is happening in our house right
0: now? It's like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> totally. I find that too. And you know, we kind of just become accustomed to it, I think. It be, it just rolls off our shoulders. But I, I have guests over sometimes and they're like, um, do you see what's going on <laughs> over there? And I just don't even notice it anywhere. The craziness, the shirts come off, you know, they're like war painting their face. It's totally Lord of the Flies. That is the yes. perfect example. Yes. Yeah so much fun though I, I love it too mine are a little bit different in age I've got as most people know listening to this but I have a 12 year old um, a four-year-old and a two-year-old so you know it's it's all over the place their ages span a decade so their interests do as well and it's just pretty crazy stuff well Carrie yeah. I wanted to learn a little bit more about what you do as well so the the listeners can sort of understand why we're talking about this topic today and just a little Bit more about your business and your coaching and also your podcast. I'm obsessed with your podcast, by the way. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's so great. And it's, it's amazing because, you know, we're a mom podcast here, but yours is all about it's very business centric, but it, there's so much heart and soul about. Motherhood and being a mompreneur, being a business owner—it's—it's it's just really, really good, good content.
1: I love. It. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I can absolutely talk about just like who I am today, but I feel like I would be um, remiss in not sharing, you know, kind of where I've come from because um, I think you could go on my Instagram and see, like, you know, what I've created and kind of like get like it looks like all these pretty squares, but if you don't know the Backstory, it's like it just doesn't give it as much color. So I'd love to just kind of start a few a few years ago, and 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 really, you know, four years ago, I was uh, in a 17 year corporate career. I was working in what many would consider a dream job, working for one of the largest athletic companies in the entire world, and. I had two babies at the time I had two boys under two and I was, you know, I I thought I had made it. I thought I was in this like really awesome job. And while I liked my job, I didn't love it. And I also had this like whole career map, like, you know, how they in corporate America, they have these like career maps where it's like you basically get the next 10, 20 years mapped out for you. So, you know, how much money you're going to make, you know, unless something magical happens and some VP picks you up and is like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing you're and you go on the rocket ship like you pretty much know what the next few years are going to look like mm-hmm. and here I was, like sitting there asking, you know, um, I, I, I sat there at night going, "Oh my gosh, I'm so time poor." The only time for I had for myself was the 15 minutes in the pumping room, um, you know, in, in between my breaks and everything else. And I just started asking myself some different questions, like, "Is this really it?" Like, I felt a calling on my life at a very, very young age to serve in a large capacity, and I just kind of plugged myself in to corporate America because I was really good at business. Um, my dad was in sales he he was in sales and then he became a minister um and then um And so he was really good at sales, but he also like, I saw him leading, I saw him leading from the pulpit every morning. And, um, I, I felt like from a very young age that I had this calling on my life to do the same, but I just didn't really know in what capacity. And so I kind of assumed that I should just plug into corporate America and like be the CEO of a company, (laughs) um, and just like lead from the boardroom. Right. And so when I was a little girl, I would imagine myself like leading the boardroom and put on little like power suits versus like playing with dolls and I would just go out and like, try to be, try to be like the boys. Um, And so it it served me really, really well in business. Like I said, I had a really great job was making over six figures and, um, you know, we lived a very comfortable life, but as I started having babies, I started asking different questions (laughs) because I was paying $30,000 in a year, a year in childcare. I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Like I know that's just some, the makeup of some women, but it was never what I wanted, but I did know I wanted kids. I'm one of four kids. My mom had four kids in five years. We had just such a rich childhood and just so much fun that I knew that I wanted children I knew that I wanted like at least two kids, maybe more. And, um, and so when I started having them and then also like being plugged into what I thought was going to be my dream job, I sat there and was like, wait a second, something just doesn't feel right here. Um, and so I started just asking different questions and, um, you know, opening my mind. I, I had been in sales. I had been in finance. I'd been in buying And, um, I, you know, I, I started thinking like, well, what am I good at? What could I create? I tried blogging for like five minutes and was like, okay, I'm not doing that. Um, I I opened up an Etsy shop, like a shop. I try to do all the things, right. I'm like, where can I go? Um, and, um, at the time I had started using some health and wellness products and network marketing was not a huge thing back then. It was still very kind of like, I mean, and I say back then, like meaning four years ago, right now, everybody has a side hustle, but back then it just wasn't anything. And so you okay it wasn't, wasn't any, it wasn't on anything. It just wasn't as popular as it was today. And, um, uh, but I started using some health and wellness products. People noticed what I was doing and started asking me what I was doing. And so all of a sudden I kind of like accidentally fell into network marketing and, um, I started creating a business. And the next thing, you know, um, I was taking more home, more money than I was in my corporate career. And I looked at my husband and was like, you know what, I don't know if this is it, but it feels like it So what, can I go home now? <laughs> 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 I've been working since I was 13 years old and I was just like, okay, I'm tapping out. So I come home and, um, I, um, start building my network marketing business, like really just going all in and, um, find myself pregnant again with my third baby. And it was interesting because I went from the corporate mindset working for someone else to now being my own boss and really struggled Mm. with, um, finding structure, finding, um, you know, that motivation when it was like, when I was pregnant with my third, I had two toddlers at home. Like I had at this time, it was, my oldest was not even three yet. So it was, it you know, I was trying to balance all the things and like also still show up as an entrepreneur, and so it was in that space right after having my third baby, I was still doing well with my network marketing business that I hired my first coach. Cause I was like, okay, I, I, this feels good. I'm on the right path, but, um, I just need some help. I need some refinement. I need some, I need somebody to hold me accountable because I'm not good at holding myself accountable and showing up for myself because I still had a lot of worthiness issues. I still had a lot of like just things that I didn't even realize some, some blocks some, um, some blind spots. And so I, I, I knew that some of the successful people I had talked to in network marketing had coaches. So I was like, okay, I can open up up myself to that. Now I'm going to be super honest at the time. I had no money to hire a coach, like literally zero extra income. We went from living like a really comfortable lifestyle to, you know, living off of my husband's income and then my network marketing income, which is great, but we didn't adjust our lifestyle. And so, um, I didn't really have a lot of extra income to hire a coach, but I just went for it kind of blindly. And, um, it was, it wasn't, but two sessions in, she was like, Hey, you know, why aren't you coaching? (laughs) And I'm like, I, I, you know, it sounds great. All my friends ask me for advice, but I don't even know where I would begin. I don't have a fancy paper, piece of paper telling me that I could be a coach. I don't have a website. I don't have any of these things. And she's like, I'm just going to challenge you to put a post on Facebook, um, Instagram, Facebook, and, and see what happens. And so you know, I, again, had this beautiful career and had left corporate America. So, um, I knew that I had a lot of, and and I've also lived like 20 different lives, but we don't have time (laughs) to all of that. Um, but, um, so I knew that I had value. I just didn't really know how to present it. And so she kind of pushed me and kind of like pushed me over the edge. So I, I put a post on Facebook the next day I had two paying clients and it was just my, my coaching business was born. Um, I spent a year just like really refining that. I I had stopped coaching with her and found a coach who could really coach me on like the structure, like really give me a structure to coach with in terms of like helping find my ideal client and doing, you know, um, helping figure out what the the gap I closes, who I, who I'm supposed to be working with and all of this stuff. And so I just spent a year like refining that. And then, um, And then over time, because I was willing to get into messy action and just start doing the do, I I just refined my message. I I figured out who I was. And then all along that time, I also started doing the inner work Um, because you cannot build. And I know we're going to be talking about intentions and just kind of like how to really create like heart centered momentum in 2019. Um, You cannot create a six to seven figure business or really like any successful, long lasting legacy business without doing the inner work. And so during this time where I'm figuring out what kind of coach I am, what kind of professional network marketer I am, what kind of entrepreneur I am, I'm also doing the work on like, how do I show up better in my relationships? How do I show up better for myself? What's my money mindset? Like, you know, all of these like pillars of how to show up as a, a, a just. A, a solid human being, um, and show really, truly show up for myself and the vision that I, again, like have had since I was two years old, four years old, or whatever age it was where it's like, okay, I know I'm meant to serve in a really large capacity. I just don't know what it looks like. So, so that's like really the top level overview of kind of how I got to where I am today. But now I, I really coach. Um, I, it's interesting because I, I was for a long time coaching people who were wanting to get out of corporate America and, um, whether through the vehicle of network marketing or launching their own coaching business, or they have their niche and like really refining what their offer is. And so for a long time I was working, um, and I say long time, cause primarily the past year, a little bit over that I was working with people on really how to create, their business plan, so taking them from zero to 10K. and like, you know, it could, because I, I believe if I can, if I can help people create a 1k offer and like show them how to sell it in 10 times, like we have a business. So that was really what I was doing. Um, and really focusing on the strategy now kind of in, I'm in the space of I've, I've actually, for the last two years, been a part of a mastermind. So I'm really cultivating an experience for entrepreneurs, people who are ready to fully step in. So they've got their business and they're working it and they're, they're really refining their message, but really ready to step in and start creating the relationships that you need to leverage to really make your business go start stepping in and and, and creating a sacred space for women to kind of crack themselves open and start becoming those six to seven business, um, figure business earners. Um, so, um, yeah, my, my journey has been super fun and super interesting and super painful and super awesome and all of the things. Um, but I absolutely know now it's just so much certainty and clarity that this is 100% where I'm supposed to be. And it's just, it's so fun kind of coming to my office every day saying like, what, what do I create today? Like, what do I get to do? And so, um, you know, launching the podcast was something that just like felt really aligned and, I in early on in my network marketing career, I got the ear of a couple really successful leaders. And one of them, um, her name's Kelly Dickerhoff and she is just a phenomenal woman, like regardless of network marketing, she's just like a phenomenal woman and just such a heart centered leader. And she, and I got on the phone and she gave me some really amazing tools and tips on how to grow my business while I had three kids at home. Cause she had three toddlers at home when she grew her business to seven figures. And so She and I had this really amazing conversation and I just sat there and I was like, gosh, I wish there's so many women I know who would kill to be a fly on the wall (laughs) in this conversation. Like they would just absolutely kill. And that's when the seed for the podcast was born. Um, it, t- it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come to fruition until a year and a half later. But that's really was the intention behind the podcast. And so that's really what I try to bring every week to my listeners is just this sense of like, okay, how did, how do you do it? <laughs> like who watches your kids? Like, how do you show up for yourself? And um, I really get into the story. Um, I love telling people story. I love creating a platform for people, for women to just come and shine and share their truth. And I'm so grateful for the relationships it's brought me. I mean, like someone like Susan McVeigh, who has a $15 million sales business is an amazing coach, yet she has 500 followers on Instagram. I love Love, love creating that platform for her to come in and speak her truth and give her the space to really shine. And um, you know, ultimately that's what my ethos is is like really stepping up and stepping into my work so I can help light the path for other women who want to do this work. I love it. So that was my really long no, answer. I, I love
0: I I like long answers. It's funny because everyone always apologizes for their long-winded answers, but I, I feel like when you're on a roll, you're on a roll. And that's when we get the best stuff, right? It's so raw and so true. And I love that. It's so inspiring. Everything you do is so inspiring. I do feel like our lives are super aligned. (laughs) Like I feel like I'm talking to a a version of myself, which is a really powerful thing as well, because, you know, you said like the connections that are brought to us in, in this business, in this world, in the podcasting world. Um, I interviewed Courtney last week, Courtney St. Croix, and she's a fellow podcaster as well. And we had the same conversation like the fact that... We're in the same industry and it's not competitive, and we're out to support each other and support all the other moms by sharing information instead of hoarding it and keeping it to ourselves. It's just so beautiful, I think it's amazing. And one thing I pulled out of what you said that I really, really loved was that um, you know, it, it takes work, but not the work that you necessarily think. Yes. It's hard work. It's all hard work. Having a business and a baby at the same time is hard, hard work, but it's that internal work. And people cringe every time I bring up personal development or, you know, I start giving book lists and things, but it's so true. That's what these podcasts are. It's personal growth. It's personal development. It's learning. And, and, you know, sometimes growth is uncomfortable. And I think if you're resisting that, that maybe it's something you need to shine a light on, you know, resistance often Mm -hmm. happens because it's something that you need the most, right?
1: Yeah, oh, always, always. Absolutely. Yeah, our resistance or our fear or whatever it is, is just basically a telltale sign that we lack belief somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, that's like when someone says like, I'm afraid or I'm like resisting this, it's like, okay, well, where do we, we need to do belief audits. Yes. <laughs> I'm like super on belief audits. Like, okay, let's uh, let's ask some big questions so we can identify, you know, what is at the root of all of this. Um, one thing that I just wanted to mm-hmm. say too, Just because I, I, I am, I'm trying to really actively practice this. Um, is I need to stop apologizing and even like, I shouldn't have said, sorry for going so long. Um, so often I apologize when I go on a rant or I just like, kind of like messily talk through my thoughts. And I'm really trying to practice like to not apologize. Like I'm not going to apologize that I'm in messy action. I'm not going to apologize that I'm showing up for my life and I'm not going to apologize. So I like I, I, I say that because I feel like there's there's an invitation for all of us, especially as moms, to not apologize um, anymore for just being who we are and showing up the way that we were meant to. Yes. So I just wanted to add that in there because the moment that you were like, yeah, don't say sorry. And I'm like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I'm actually practicing this right now. So I need to call myself out. I love that because it's... I work with a lot
0: of clients one-on-one as well. And that's the first thing I say is stop apologizing for all of it, especially in motherhood. Yes, it's it's relevant in business, in life, but in motherhood, you're doing the best you can and your kids will not have a word to say about it right it's they don't care about those little things that drive you nuts and you have horrible mom guilt about for weeks on end they don't care if you fed them a non-organic strawberry or you know if you didn't follow their nighttime schedule to a tea a couple nights in a row they don't care you know stop apologizing for things just you've got to do what works for you and you've got to give yourself a massive pat on the back because we're doing the best we can Yeah. I love that. So I wanted to ask you if you had any advice for women out there that are wanting to leave their corporate jobs or maybe any job really that are afraid to do it, or maybe they don't know how to do it or what to do, you know, what's, what's the process and what, what's some advice you have for for those mamas?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't, don't recommend like leaving your job when you're ready to leave. Um, like, and you don't have any sort of like financial plans set in place. Like what you don't want to do is get yourself in so much financial duress that it's like really challenging to see past that. Um, but I think there's a lot of work that you can do um, while you're in your current job. Well, number one, <laughs> like if you want to leave, don't energetically leave before you actually leave, like stay in and try to find the joy in what you're doing every day. Because I do believe that joy and gratitude and be grateful, even if it's like you don't like your boss or you don't like what you're doing, be grateful that it's putting food on your table. Be grateful. I think that gratitude changes everything. So number one is just like be grateful for what you do have. Um, it's so much easier to create from that space than it is for hating your job. Um, because when you create from that, like just negative energy, it doesn't, it's just, it does, it feels negative. So I number one, try to get my people, um, my clients and, um, into a state of gratitude for where they're at, what they have. And, and then from there, we just start going down the list of like things that they're good at. Right. Um, if you're looking to, you know, get into a new job, I think you just really have to get clear on what you want your life to look like, like what, what 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 kind of job, like what's most important to you in terms of like, if you, if you want to just kind of switch jobs, like you're looking for a new nine to five, listen, the nine to five model works for a lot of people and it's great. We need people in those jobs. So if that works for you, embrace it, go for it. I know a lot of people talk about like freedom and leaving the nine to five. Some people really enjoy it and that's totally cool. But what I want, what like, I really am encouraging people to do is just get into a job that they really love and that they really find fulfillment in that that they really are able to use their gifts in a way that lights them up and, um, you know, allows them to kind of be walking in purpose at the same time. So if that's the case for you, then you just have to get really clear on what your values are, and what you want—you know, what you want to be doing with your work and your time and your energy. Do you want to be working for a company who gives back to the community and has, um, you know, a social cause attached to it? Do you want to be working for a company that, um, you know, you just have to get really clear on like who you are and what you want to be contributing to life in general, and then find the companies that match those values. Um, you can do a quick Google search for that. So that would be my advice. Um, and then, you know, from there and then it's just about building relationships with people in those companies and, and all that. If we're talking about changing um, you know, careers, that's a whole different ballgame. But if you're talking about going from 9 to 5 corporate America to creating your own business, an online business, a work from home business, whatever it is, I think you have a couple options. Obviously, I'm a professional network marketer. I love network marketing. I think it's such an amazing business Um uh, plan, like it, they, the company holds all the risk, right? It's not network marketing today is not anything like it was before. Now I know a lot of people have hangups about network marketing. I was super skeptical. So if that's not for you, then we will, I'll talk through kind of what that looks like in a second, but network marketing can be really amazing. And there's so many amazing companies out there right now. There are so many good ones. So find a product that you love, find a team, find a leader in the company that, that you feel aligned with and just go for it. Why not? Like everybody could use a side hustle. And if you don't have multiple streams of income, I think you're doing it wrong. Um, so that's, that's one option. Now, if you want to create your own thing, like maybe you want to be a photographer or maybe you think you're thinking about coaching or, you know, or maybe you just have no idea what you want to do. Step one, what I do is I just have people like brain dump what they really love doing about their life. Like I love to paint. I love to, um, you know, I love to talk to my friends. Like what are the things that bring you joy? And then from there, I kind of take them through a process of, okay, out of these things, how could we create some sort of job or offer to the rest of the world? And what problem would it solve? Right. Because sometimes people are like, I want to paint. Well, that doesn't really solve. I mean, that's great. And you could have a gallery. And I know many people who are really successful at that. But if you're looking to make money online pretty quickly, you need to be solving a problem. And so um, I really figure out how we can leverage what you already know because so often we're like, I have to go to school and learn all this. Like, no, just leverage what you know, leverage your current experience. Even that, if that's not necessarily what you want to be doing in the long term, what it will do it will, it is it will teach you how to become a business owner in this online space. So often, you know, people are like, I want to become a, like, a, like a speaker or an author or like whatever it is. And I want to make money doing that. But they have like really amazing organizations Skills and love like techie stuff or love social media. And so I help them create an offer, a 1K offer of how they can help do that for people who are online in the online business space. You know, there's so many, there's so many ways that you can turn it, but I I you really have to start asking yourself, well, what am I good at? What actually is a need in the marketplace? And how can I make an offer? which we like, I would love to go into like all the nuts and bolts of it. um, But how can I create an offer that like really feels good and I can stand behind and that I believe in, and that will make me a thousand dollars. And then we just go to work on like, okay, how do we sell it in? How do we get in front of our ideal client? Who's our ideal client? And then, you know, just do that 10 times over and you've got from zero to 10 K. I'm actually creating a program that's doing exactly this um, right now. So it's, I love that we're Mm -hmm. having this conversation because it's, It's literally what I've done for the last year. Um, and I, I, I found that I was just like, I was coaching people on the same, I was saying the exact same thing to like 20 people over the last year. And I'm like, I just need to make a program. This is obviously something that people need. So I'm creating a program. I don't know when it's going to launch. I'm going to say end of February, maybe early March, but, um, that will just walk you, walk you through all of that. But I, I hope that For people listening, it's like it gets your wheels turning that like, okay, if I were to start thinking about what could I do right now, I just need to identify, like, what am I good at? What do I love doing and how could I leverage it into something that actually the market needs Mm -hmm. right now? And here's the thing like. You might need to call your friends and ask them, hey, what am I good at? Like, when you think of me, like, what what do you think of? Who, what do you think I would be good at? Because oftentimes our friends can see things in us, like the friends, not not your broken, unhappy friends, by the way. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. your friends, <laughs> the friends that like call you when you, when you need someone to call, to call you, but you didn't ask for them. You know, it's like those friends that show up at the like times that where you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you showed up right now. Um, those friends ask those friends, Hey, what am I good at? What could you see me doing? And then just like start to noodle on it. And, and I think having coaching or just having some sort of guidance, whether it be a support group, whether it be an actual coach, I think it's, it's super important at that stage of the game, even though it's, it is an investment, um, th- that can help you just really crystallize that. So hopefully that is a, um, a succinct yeah, enough answer. No, I love
0: all of that. And I love that you brought up network marketing because I do, you know, I'm a member of so many mom groups. I call it mostly for research, but also because I'm a mom and I find people just absolutely butcher network marketing still they're like I really want a way to make money from home no MLM please and it's like well (laughs) so let me get this straight you want to sit at home you want to be with your kids you don't really want to work and you don't want to get involved in a company that's willing to do the work for you so (laughs) what is it that you want to do and I just I love sort of throwing the myths to the wind about network marketing because it really is a smart business model. It, it's a great side hustle. It's not for everyone to make it their full-time career and, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle and get to the top level of the company, but for I believe for anyone, it is a solution for a side hustle. It is something that, you know, anyone can do if you're willing to put the work in and you're willing to, you know, put the time in. And it's not a crazy amount of time. And I think the personal growth, the relationships, all of the extras that come along with it that you don't even know you're signing up for are just such brilliant extras, right?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting because like the gig economy, the side gig economy is huge. Like millennials do not want to work. And so this is like, this is the norm now. Like if you're people, I know people hate on network marketing, but it's like, if you, if you love a product, right? Like I will eat the product that I sell regardless. I don't have to sell it right? I will order it every single day. I've been consuming it every single day. My family's been consuming it every single day for the last four years. It has literally changed my life. It changed. It put me back in the driver's seat of my, my health and wellness. And so why would I not share it? Like I was so skeptical. I said no for two years because I just, I thought like, am like, I just, you know, like the eighties, like my parents got burned by that kind of stuff. And I was just like, it's a pyramid scheme. It's like, no, no, no. <sighs> our frigging government is a pyramid scheme. Like our corporate America is a pyramid seed scheme. There's a CEO who earns all the money. And then there's like middle managers who earn nothing. This is a business model. If you're with the right company and the right compensation plan. And like I said, there's so many great ones out there. Um, That where the earning the earning potential is unlimited, you are leveraging your time. If you go drive for Uber, all all you can do is work the amount of time that you've worked. You know, like you can only clock in for so many hours and drive so many times and whatever. Here in network marketing, if you do it correctly and you help other people get started with their business and really come from that heart-centered space, you're leveraging your time. I work one to two hours a week in my network marketing business, and then I have some who joined my business and somebody who joined her business. And, and there is a difference between multi-level marketing and network marketing because multi-level you're only paid a certain amount based on like, it's kind of hard to explain, but like the generations of people that you bring in. Um, whereas network marketing, it's completely unlimited. So I just think like there, there is going to be a mindset shift for the masses. And there already is like, everybody knows somebody who's selling something right? Um, so if, if if you're truly in this space, and I, I love that this can go into <laughs> to the setting intentions, because um, if you're truly in the space of like, I want to be home and I want a business in a box, and I don't want to have to think about it, find a product that you absolutely love. We share our hairdressers. You guys, I found my hairdresser through a hashtag on Instagram. I, you know, like, or, and I go to restaurants based on what my, um, friends are telling me, like, why wouldn't you, especially if you believe in the product, why wouldn't exactly. you share it? Um, yeah. So that's my, my, my no, rant. <laughs> I, I love it because we
0: talk about network marketing a lot on this show. I'm a big proponent of an advocate for network marketing and you're absolutely right. Just find, do your research, find a company, find a compensation plan, find the right team. As you mentioned, like all of the right things will align. And it can be a very profitable, very amazing experience if you're open to it. Um, So yeah, you're absolutely right. This does go into setting intentions and the whole theme of the show today. So I just kind of, I wanted to get from you what intention setting means to you without giving away all of your goods. Obviously I know, you know, (laughs) you're a coach and people hire you to tell them this stuff, but um, if you could just sort of share a couple of strategies that work for you around intention setting, the last couple episodes of this season, I've, I've talked a lot about that exactly that sort of steering away from rigid, hard New Year's resolutions and you know putting so much pressure on ourselves because it often just sets us up for failure when we don't and when it doesn't go exactly the way we have planned in our head, all of a sudden that's a failure in our mind. So how can we just set intentions? You know, Courtney, who I talked to last week, she used words and her words were evolve and embrace. So she, her whole theme for 2019 is to evolve. So grow, learn continuously and to embrace where she's at and who she is. And as you mentioned, be grateful for where she's at and be gentle with ourselves. And I thought that was a really great concept and strategy, just having some words. So what, what do you do? What's intention setting mean to you? Yes.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things. First, I want to say like, I will always give away all the goods. Like I'm the kind of person that just wants to give it all away. Coaching with me has nothing to do with a framework. It has everything to do with the inner work. So like I hold space for people as they come up against their money blocks. I hold space for people as they find the fear in like, you know, pressing go on a launch or whatever it is. So that's really like, I, I am, I am the kind of coach that's like, I'm more about meditation than I am about promotion. Um, really getting you back in, out of your head. You know, I say out of your head and into your action and, and into action. But it's like that action has to be heart centered and aligned from your from from your center um, before and first and foremost. So I in terms of like the knowledge, like the knowledge isn't mine. It's like gifted to me from all the books and the podcasts and the personal development I've done. So I'm I'm always good at, at like good for giving away whatever I know and and dropping value wherever I can, because it's, it's, it's not even my. To um, to hold on to so. In terms of goal setting and intention setting, you know, I I love that Courtney talked about words. I absolutely, um, I follow Daniel Laporte's uh, framework of um, really setting core desired feelings. Like how do I want to feel? Last year in 2018, I, instead of creating any, and again, I I talked about this a little bit before, I'm super masculine in my energy. So I'm like very, very go, 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 which serves me really well in business. And I'm trying to like, kind of tap more into my like feminine receptive kind of flow energy. And so when, when I got, when I found Danielle Laporte in her framework, I was like, yes, this feels so good. So I focus on my core desired feelings because what I don't want to do is get to the goal and not have enjoyed the journey. So But that doesn't mean that i don't create goals so i want to i want to talk about both um so number one is i really focus i want my life to feel spacious i am super chaotic like i've got you know, kid, I've got so many kids. I've got all the things like there's just a lot going on. I've got different programs and the podcasts and, you know, all these things that I'm super, super excited about. But number one, um, I just want things to feel spacious. And so what I do for that is like allow space in between my calls, like, um, Jim quick, he, you know, he talks about uh, leaving space for magic. <laughs> so like I allow like a 15 minutes time for integration in between my calls with my clients, or I just allow a little bit more spaciousness in like the time between between when I get my kids and, um, you know, just like doing more fun. So I, I, I really make spaciousness a goal. I want to feel connected to both God, source energy, whatever your higher power is, and myself. Um, I want to feel empowered. Um, and then I want to feel grateful. And so I really focus on those words and kind of run my life it, in the beginning I would have to like kind of actively ask myself is this making me feel spacious is this is it making me feel empowered is it making me feel you know connected and all of these things and now it's kind of like in the back of my subconscious like I just kind of always run my stuff through that framework um so I love having just like those guiding words um so if you have if you've picked a guiding word for 2019 I think that's a really really great practice like my 2019 word is fun. Like I just want to have more fun while I'm doing it. I want to laugh more and everything else. Um, But in that same breath, I do think that goals are super important. I I think um, dependent on your business. And so what I ask my clients and um, I just did a masterclass. It was completely free and I walked them through this. Um, There was about 80 people on the call and I just walked them through this idea of asking yourself what you want the most right now, right? It's so great to have these words to run your life through. And that's kind of like how you um, just live your life. But we also have to tap into like, okay, what do we want the most right now? And I was at a mastermind retreat with my coach and Lewis house, and we were sitting there and Lewis asked me, This question. He's like, Well, what do you want the most right now? And I'm like, I don't really, I don't know. I want, you know, success. I want, you know, I I want all the things. Like, I want my program to be successful. And he's like, Okay, let me ask you this. What are you most afraid of right now? And immediately I wanted to say, Okay, I'm most afraid of failure. I'm most afraid of success. And I, I, me, like being the person who likes to ask questions, um, I was like, okay, well, why would I feel that? And I I just started kind of like digging deeper. And I just sat there in silence for about three solid minutes and he just was like (laughs) staring at me. And I, and I realized that I'm like most afraid of going back to corporate America and getting to a place where everything that I have been teaching and sharing over the last four years is completely BS and so when I was able to identify that fear I was then able to identify the goal um and so like I could I could say okay well if I'm most afraid of of the, like going back, going back to corporate America, what do I need to do right now in order to to ensure that doesn't happen? What kind of income do I need to be bringing in on a consistent basis? What kind of, um, you know, where do I need to, uh, just like, what levers do I need to pull to make sure that that doesn't happen? Cause I had never identified that before. And so calling it out and like, like it's, this is like elephant in the room that I had been pretending I had never seen was such a powerful thing for me. And so I would ask you for like, what do you want the most right now? What do you want the absolute most right now? Like, what is keeping you up at night? Or what do you not even ask? Are, where are you not even willing to go? Because you don't, you're don't, you not allowing yourself the space to ask the question. Is it that you want, you know, my, my coach for her, it was her husband was a police officer and she wanted him to be home. She was so worried about him going um, to work every day and not knowing if he would ever come home that she really wanted to retire him. And so when she got really clear on it, she was able to like create a plan ASAP and get after it, um, all while while feeling those core desired feelings of spaciousness and all these things. So I know this is like totally like a and B, but I, I I hope you guys can see kind of how they go hand in hand. But when I actually got into that, uh, that, that creation of a strategy and a plan, I then went, okay, well, what brings me the most income and what brings me the most impact, I'm sorry, that most in- income and the most joy out of all of the things that I'm doing, all of the things that I'm focusing on right now, what brings me the most income and what brings me the most joy. So I literally went through all of my income producing activities and went through all of my income streams and I just... I identified, okay, this one, these, these bring me the most in, income. And then these items bring me the most joy. And how can I find the one that really, really, um, will keep me engaged. So I don't get into burnout. I know so many people who are feeling the whiplash right now, the energetic whiplash of like coming into 2019, so hot. And then all of a sudden it's just like, uh, Like it's snowing, it's cold, it's like really gray outside. I'm so totally lacking motivation, and I'm starting to feel burnout. And I'm just like a week and a half in. Um, So many people are feeling that, you know. So like, like all of my clients are feeling that, and I'm like, you guys, we got to go back to like, okay, if we're really focusing on the things that bring us the most joy, we shouldn't be feeling this right now. So we need to like -gut, gut check ourselves. So. So to kind of go back to what your question was, it is around, you know, setting intentions. Like I get, I'm really clear about setting um, goals and also those core desired feelings that I want to feel alongside of those goals. So yeah, I mean, I have have intentions every day to like show up fully. Um, And I, I really have a practice in place right now, like a ritual and a practice in place for cultivating a relationship with myself. So I, get out of that noise space and back into the heart centered space. But, um, but yeah, I really, uh, right now for me, this, this is where I'm at. This formula is working. It's like kind of a perfect mix of that, like masculine energy, go, go, go like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to create. I'm going after it. And what I'm finding is that because I'm doing the stuff that brings me the most joy and yes, the most income I'm actually attracting, like my attractor factor and my momentum are so strong. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting into like such a momentous, energy because I'm only focusing on the things that I know are going to move the needle and also make me really, really fulfilled Mm, and happy. I love
0: that. That's so good because it's so easy to get stuck on the things that don't bring us joy, right? The thing, the to-do lists that are miles long and, (laughs) you know, the annoying things that we feel like we have to do. And that's why I'm really, I'm not against it, but why I am not a fan of, New Year's resolutions, because I do feel how rigid they are and inflexible. It just, like you said, it sets people up for, for that burnout feeling. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not where you should be. Yeah. I mean,
1: totally in some resolutions yep. sometimes work for people, right? Like it, it, it's really all just about getting to that place where you, you are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and really want to change. And sometimes it yep. just happens at the new year. Right. So it's not going to last unless you actually create a, um, a system and a structure to ensure that it, that it's going to last, whether it's changing your diet Mm -hmm. or launching a new business, it's just, it's just not going to last unless you really do that inner work on like, well, why was it like in the first place? And what do I have to believe my, about myself in order for it to change? So when it
0: comes to manifesting, I know you're big on manifesting. So what does it actually take? like really take to manifest your ideal life?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Okay. So, um, I have a couple thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it kind of short and sweet. Um, I believe that when you have a desire, like a true desire to whether it's create a certain amount of money, um, you know, you want to manifest a relationship, money, whatever it is, an awesome business, everything is available to you. And for for people who are new to manifesting, you're like, what? It's just available? Like I can walk into the bank and pull out the money? No, because you have to go to work. It's like, imagine that you have a hose to all of the abundance, all of like the amazing soul, um, your amazing soulmate or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. Like you have this hose to them. The only thing that kinks that hose is your belief about why you cannot have it. And so sometimes that belief is so far deep in our subconscious. Nine times out of 10, it has something to do with worthiness. But I sit there and I ask myself, okay, well, why, why is this not happening as fast? Like, let's take my network marketing business, for instance. Why is it not happening as fast as I want it to? I believe in network marketing. I believe in all of these things. But when I really stop and ask myself like, okay, well, where do I lack belief? like, where am I not feeling comfortable? Where am I not playing full out? And I literally do, like I said earlier, belief audits. Like I start asking myself these like really just questions, like really general questions. And then I start to like, kind of like tie, like get, get it really laser focused. So what do I believe about this experience right now that is not allowing the right people to show up? What do I believe about, um, my life that is not allowing me to show up? And you know, when it gets, for me, it got down to like a systems thing. Like I just didn't have the right systems in place. And I, I didn't feel confident enough to like, you know, really when someone came to me and said, I want to create a six figure business in network marketing, I was like, awesome. And then I kind of like held back because I didn't feel like I had the, system, the right systems in place to set her up for success, which I did, but I lacked belief in that. So I, once you understand where your belief is lacking, you can go to work on fixing it. And in the process of fixing it all of the abundance start like that, that opening, it all starts coming and it comes in like interesting ways. And so, um, manifestation, babe, she's awesome. She's on Instagram. One of the things that she says is like, you have to decide what you want. You have to become the person who already has it. And then you go to inspire and you take inspired action to get it. And so many people forget that second step becoming the person and that becoming the person who already has it. Like you can't create a seven figure business in chaos. You just can't, you have to have some sort of organization, whether it's hiring a VA, whether it's whatever you have, there's like certain things that you have to do to become that person. And so that's what, that's what we, I mean, you know, in terms of like the inner work and everything else, it's like really what we've been talking about. It's like going to work on like, how can I show up fully for the people who I'm carrying through this, this life, this journey for me, it's in my network marketing business. It's in my coaching. How do I show up for my clients in a way, you know, it's requiring me me to do some really deep healing work of my own. Um, So, and that's, that's the process of becoming. So yeah, manifesting the life you want, you really have to decide what it is that you want. You have to become the person who already has it. So, and then you have to take it. That's not a fake
0: it till you make it kind of scenario that you're referring to, right? Becoming that person is the inner work connecting to that person, right?
1: you make it. There's a really great meme floating around right now. It says like, don't fake it till you make it face it till you mm-hmm. make it. Like, I like really that. face your stuff because it's the only way that you're going to be able to one enjoy the journey, right? I've had some really, really hard stuff happen to me over this last year. Things that I would not wish upon anyone. Um, in my marriage, in my family, in my you know health issues, all of these things. And the one thing that kept my head on straight, I took six years off or six months off in my business, by the way, this year, and like just l- allowed myself to heal. Because Because it was just so painful, um, energetically and spiritually and physically and all the things. And the entire time I knew with every cell in my body that life was working for me and not happening to me. And had I not done the previous work, it would have taken me out. 100%. I know it would have taken me out of the game. It would have, I would have been a puddle of mud. Does that mean I I don't have bad days? Absolutely. I absolutely have bad days, but I know that every single thing that comes my way, the hard conversations, like I had two really hard conversations yesterday and I was just like, all right, it's hard conversation day. Let's do this. Let's engage. (laughs) I know that that's going to get me, that is going, this is the work, right? And so I feel so much more equipped and so much more prepared to just really engage and enjoy life um because if i'm just shying away from the fear if i'm shying away from the hard conversations if i'm shying away from the pain i'm just not going to get through it you're just not it's like you have the only way you have to, you can get through it is to get through it
0: yeah absolutely Wow. Wow. (laughs) Lots and lots and lots to think about today. I absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I, am super inspired right now. For me, it's 10 o'clock at night and I now feel like going for a run and getting to work. And it's, I need to stop recording these late at night because I get so inspired and jacked by them. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. So if our listeners want to find Carrie, where, where can we find you? What are you up to? Um, what's going on with you? Where can yeah. our listeners yeah. track you down? Yeah.
1: I love that question and I appreciate it so much. Um, my, I, my jam is Instagram. (laughs) I love, um, I've been on that platform since it's inception. So it's been a really fun ride. Um, so you can find me over there, Carrie Keating, K-A-R-I-K-E-A-T-I-N-G. Um, and then I'm over on Facebook. If you want to see me there, um, I have a podcast called the work hard, mom, hard podcast. Um, and then, yeah, my mastermind, I'm, um, just really cultivating a really amazing experience for the Women who are really step want to step in and um you know are ready for, for- the breakthrough year are ready for the leap year are ready for the quantum leap. Um, and just are wanting that sacred sisterhood of other women who are doing this work alongside them. Um, so my mastermind is like what I'm really most excited about right now. And then obviously the program that I alluded to, which will be launching sometime late, um, Q1, maybe early Q2. So, so exciting.
0: Well, I will have links to everything you've talked about today on in the show notes. And of course, links to your Instagram and and your website and everything in between. But thank you. Thank you so much for sharing space with us here today and all of your tips and you are just one inspiring woman. And I am very grateful that we've connected.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Thank you for being here. And for all the listeners today, you know, the drill head on over to www.ygtmama and subscribe to the tribe and don't miss an episode. Give us a rating, give us a review. And we appreciate every single one of those. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.YGTMama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to The Tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this mama.